Hey friends, listeners, amigos, compadres, however you would refer to yourself, I am pumped. This is officially the last podcast of 2020. And guys, we've got some good news for you. We have another highlight reel for you. So Jonathan and I had to go through and sort of pick our favorite children here. What are the clips that we thought were particularly timely? I think many of them are timeless as well, but there were some incredible clips this year. But I wanted to take a second, Jonathan, to just say thanks. I mean, without you, the podcast, I would say, wouldn't go on. There's a chance we would actually do it and it would just be awful. There would be no editing. We would just slap it on the internet. So as our podcast producer and also our content producer uh, and marketing director over at Stay Forth, just want to say thanks, man. I mean, you labor over this for many, many hours. So you guys driving in your car, go ahead and pull over and give Jonathan a quick clap. So super grateful for you, man. And thank you. I'm, I'm thankful for you and and our team at Stay Forth and your ability to ask really good questions. I um, I can edit I can edit all day long and, and put these together. But man, the questions you ask the questions and I never get tired of listening to them. And it creates such rich content, which is why I think it's totally fine to brag on our podcast and say, I think it's the best one out there. I, I absolutely love it. So let me be clear with this. I'm not suffering here to host a podcast. I love it. I was born curious. I don't think anyone's born a good question asker, but I think people are born curious and I'm just curious. And the more I grow as a leader, I'm curious, what are other people out there learning? And Jonathan, we get this incredible portal into other people's lives. The quality of leaders that keep coming on the podcast and saying, yes, the quality of books, resources, um, video series, the kind of things that these content producers, these leaders are going through and producing at the same time is, is pretty incredible. So it has been a gift in addition to being able to pull off the Healthy Leader Summit um, this year, which was just an amazing experience um, to in the midst of so much pain, uh, complexity and confusion to be able to bring us back to this message that we're always going to talk about here in this podcast. You can live and lead healthy for the long haul. I mean, if you don't hear it anywhere else, guys, it's possible right here. And again, Jonathan, without you, that wouldn't be possible uh, behind the scenes, thankless work. And so we're going to at least give you one thanks a year. So thanks so much for this. And now Ooh. we are going to kind of ping pong back and forth again, uh, share some of our highlights, uh, some of our friends of Stay Forth and, and some pretty incredible content. So pull out your journals, maybe your cup of coffee and get ready to go. So Jonathan, let's do this, man. It's kind of like a draft. So what's your first pick? And I'm going to kick it off with Gabby Odom. Um, as many of you guys might remember, she she was one of the guests and speakers at Healthy Leaders Summit. Young leader, growing influence is a I would I would dare to say an old soul. I mean, she's she wise really beyond her years. Yep. And I would encourage anyone to listen to this because there's a gap with older leaders to younger leaders, and the wisdom that she is dropping is so phenomenal and older leaders can really learn how to continue raising up the next generation of younger leaders and also help younger leaders that are currently in the leadership trenches. So I, I love this episode. Her heart is just on fire. So enjoy episode 159 and this clip from Gabby Odom. Honestly, I'm discouraged in, in, in some capacities. I think my generation is really passionate. Like, I yes, mean, are. we are the generation that if there is, I mean, I even saw this in my, in my high school this past year of like, 
if there's a small issue in the school, like we are having a protest at the school board meeting like that, (laughs) that is my generation. And so if there is a hurt or a pain point in the world or in the nation or in the city, like we are blasting about it on social media, we are protesting, we are using our voice. Now, man, I think in, in a lot of ways, that's what activism is looking like. What I long for and what I'm not necessarily seeing in, in my generation is activism from a biblical worldview. And like, hey, let's use our voice. Let's shout it from the rooftops. But let's also walk in humility. Let's honor older people. Let's honor authority. Like I think often my generation can act as like loose cannons and we just say whatever we want without kind of understanding the consequences or the implications of those words. And so to Christians, I think my my heartbeat and something that God has just been ministering to me in this season is, hey, let's like quiet it down. Like listen to me first, allow scripture to be the lens in which you look look through and then walk in activism like through that, because the gospel requires us to move. Like it truly does. It starts with a a heart being reconciled to God. But then as we have now become grafted into God's kingdom and have become sons and daughters, co-heirs with Christ, like we have a mission here on earth. And so it does require action. So the gospel has to lead to being the hands and feet of Jesus. And so I think, man, that is what I long to see in this generation um, what would it look like for us to not just post about it and not just tweet about it, not just protest about it, but actually get quiet before the Lord, talk with our parents, be honoring to older individuals, to church leaders and walk this out, be the hands and feet of Jesus. Well, all right, man, I've got my first pick off the board. So continue with draft theme. Who do you have? All right. I had a conversation with somebody that I've wanted to have a conversation with for a long time, and it did not disappoint. A guy named Sean Morgan. Some people call Sean the best leader you've never heard of. And uh, Sean really is like a leadership ninja. Uh, He doesn't need to announce his presence anywhere, but he's incredible at connecting and convening leaders. He's a trusted voice and a stage for many. Um, And he's actually the interim president right now of Leadership Network he works with CDF Capital. He just he does so many things well, but he is committed to creating ecosystems of leaders, environments where trust matters deeply. And in this clip, he shares a lot of my own heart for why we do experiences, why we connect leaders together. There's just a magic that happens when you sit down at the table, when there's vulnerability, when busy leaders get out of uh, their busy lives, the decisions that they need to make, and then the vulnerability just shows up at the table, uh, the walls fall down. So I loved the conversation uh, with Sean Morgan. Uh, He also leads a podcast called Leaders in Living Rooms, uh, like Sean, like who he is. And I love his perspective here on why trust and vulnerability is so crucial for leaders. What if we could just get the right people in the room and engage them in conversation about like, what do you, what's, what's going on right now? And, and you always start with positive stuff like, hey, you know, like, what are you celebrating right now? But really what you want to get to is the conversation of like, what are you feeling the weight of right now? Um, and that's where you start to hit the pay dirt when people begin to trust each other enough to tell the story 
of what's really going on. So what does and, that feel like in, in that moment? Take, take me to that moment, that moment when people are really sharing what's actually going on. What does that feel like in that room? I, I get to be an observer. So when I convene leaders and cohorts, and we have some great leaders in doing coaching and mentoring in, in the cohorts with us, it's not a, a one man deal, but when I, and, and particularly the first couple of times you meet with a group as they're beginning that bonding process, um, the weights on my shoulders to like most people show up and they're going, okay, I'm trusting a friend who told me I should be here. I don't really know what this is about. Um, and so everybody's got their antennas up. Like, what is this going to be like? Um, is this going to add value? Am I going to want to leave early? <laughs> right. It's, it's the things that new people entering small groups at your church, you know, going like, I got to go to somebody's house and, or I got to sit around a circle. And I had a good buddy, an air force buddy of mine who was um, his wife used to drag him to church. And I said, you ought to come to our small group. And he looked at me and he goes, Sean, he goes, um, I don't talk to my wife about those things. Why would I sit around with a bunch of families? I don't know. <laughs> like, it was just very, very frank. It was so funny. <laughs> yep. um, anyway, he, um, or, or so where I'm going with this is, so I, you have the weight of, as the facilitator of like all of those inhibitions and questions that everybody's coming in at. And can you have a togetherness? And so when, when somebody opens up with their story, it is like, putting a drop of food coloring in a bowl of water and it just takes a few seconds yep. and the whole bowl changes to the color of that one single drop. So it only takes the right environment and, and, you know, that's, it's early. So, you know, trusting people with the appropriate version of what a story is, but it only takes somebody. Um, a great example would be, I convened a group um, of leaders and they were all incredible leaders. Most of them would be people that, that you guys would, would know. And somebody asked me, said, okay, you know, all right, we're sitting down for dinner. Now we're here. You know, everybody's having a good time and smiling and meeting each other or, or re-engaging if they already knew each other. And someone says, Sean, why'd you bring us here? What is, what is this about? And I said, well, I was joking. And I said, well, I get to ask the questions here. And I said, <laughs> my question for you isn't why I brought you here. It's why you said yes. Yep. And it only took one person to go, here's what's going on behind the scenes in my church. And it's just like, I can't, because there's issues in the way that there are issues, I can't bring my team into it. Um, it's not, it's not the right thing for my team to be involved in. It's not honoring to the other people that are engaged in the messy situation. Um, so I said, yes, because I'm losing sleep every night about that. And I just, we just went around the table and it was four hours later before everybody had answered that question. I only asked one question yeah. in the first 60 seconds and it took four hours for a small so group of, of guys. So that's what it's like. It's like, this is a game changer. Uh, and it doesn't take 
you know, it doesn't take a year. Sometimes it just takes a few moments and um, the right leaders beginning to tell the version of their story um, in a way that, that people get right. And it's just like, if you're in the, if you're in a cohort with the right group of people, you already feel seen, right. You already feel seen. So now when you trust people with your story, you can feel known. All right. All right. All right. Jonathan, what's your next pick, my man? We generally stink at having fun. We, I mean, the general public leaders, we don't really understand what it's like to have fun, especially in this year called 2020, this crazy marathon, as I said before, short and long. And so I love this conversation we have with Brian Tome and sort of uh, the guy who loves the outdoors and really pours into the importance of why we need to have fun. And as he unpacks the theology of fun and its importance for leaders. So enjoy this amazing clip from episode 147 with Brian Tom. Well, first of all, let's go back to our word, recreation. What does it mean? Recreation. Recreation. Adam and Eve get created on the sixth day or the sixth period of time, depending on what your theology is. And the very first day of their existence is not work in the garden. The very first day of their existence is resting is recreating, which shows us that we're not human doings, we're, we're human beings. And so I feel like there's this thing in, you know, modern church culture that's like made us feel guilty if we laugh, made us feel guilty if we're taking time off, makes me say, oh, how's things going? Oh, I'm busy. Oh, busy. Like when someone asks you how you're doing, you're supposed to say, well, I'm busy or I'm stressed or man, I'm slammed. Someone says, how are you doing? We go, man, I'm feeling good and light and free. People go, you must be not be serving God wholeheartedly. Something must be wrong with you. Or are we just a weirdo? Crazy idea. That the children of God would not be lighthearted and the, the children of God would not laugh and the children of God would not be able to detach from their labors. It's this craziness. And yet many of us are wearing it as a badge of honor and therefore we're wearing all kinds of mental afflictions that we shouldn't have. Well, all right, man, up next, I'm excited to hear what you have to share with us next. So who you got? All right. Well, I uh, brought a friend of mine uh, on the podcast and he's had a huge impact in, in many leaders lives. He really helps messages to get legs and to get on the air and to get more reach and, and head back out into the world. His name is Pete Vargas. Uh, and in, in so many circles, Pete is helping thought leaders, many of them you would recognize their A players to really get their message out um, to the world, which is close uh, to our hearts here at Stay Forth. And Pete is a friend of mine. We get together and uh, talk about what God's doing in our lives and, and our um, boys play together. And so bringing him on the podcast was really special to hear some of the things that God had been brewing in his own life. And the backstory is he lost a lot. Now, make sure to listen to all of episode 144. He lost a lot. There was a lot of uncertainty, anxiety, fear. How are we going to recover not only this event, but our business? God did some incredible things. But more than what God did through Pete was what God did in Pete and forcing him to really rely and depend on God. And I love this, just the idea that the voice of God is in us. If we follow Jesus then we have this competitive advantage, which is wisdom from the Holy Spirit and even the boldness that comes from the Spirit. And so I love that Pete took a chance to focus not just on what God had done through them and through their business 
adventure reach, but really in his own heart and in his own life as a father, as a man, slowing him down, teaching him some lessons. So super proud to bring my friend on the podcast and to hear what God did in his life. So enjoy some wisdom bombs from my friend, Pete Vargas. The leader who's putting themselves out there, like a lot of the times, let's just be real here. A lot of the times in the past, Pete and Alan could completely rely upon their own strength. Like we would say it's in the name of God. And, and I know that our intention was for it to be in Christ's name. And like, we had no malintentions or mal like, but bro, it's like, a lot of the times leaders operate in their own strength. Like I, at least let me rephrase that. I operate in my own strength a lot and I could get away with it. Like, dude, there is this reliance, this dependence, this desperation that we have to have on God like never before. But what we have as our competitive advantage is the voice of God. And the world doesn't have that yet. They don't have it yet, but we have that. But too many times we don't rely upon that. And dude, those 40 days, man, every day, like just crying out, like, God, I need you. Like, I need you. Like, show me what to do next. And I would get it and I would operate in it. Sometimes I wouldn't do that. And so I just think that those leaders just more than ever have to rely upon God and not upon their own competency, their own strengths, their own talents. Like, listen to the voice of God, man, and, and he will guide and direct our paths. That is a promise in the word of God. Pete, how are you different than you were when 2020 started? Man, dude, I have, I'll tell you what, you want to tell me, I'll tell you one of the healthiest ways is this year coming into 2020, my team put a, uh, a bounty on me and the bounty was you can't travel more nights away from your home than a tithe. So they put 37 days away from home and 37 days away from home without no family is still a significant amount of days. I am more powerful as a dad, more powerful as a husband. I didn't know that I could do business the way that I'm doing it. Like I wouldn't even, I wouldn't have pretended to slow down and even try to figure this out. Like everything we have is virtual. So when the new norm comes back, I got some decisions that I can make at that time because of like taking a look at the blind spots. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about the blind spots professionally. Like I think God's making us aware of the blind spots personally. And in that I'm better. Like the last 10 Sundays, 10 Sundays in a row, family adventure Sunday. And before all the Christians out there judge me, I go to church on Friday night. All right, Jonathan, what's your last pick? All right. This one really hit home for me as I think it, it will for many people. Um, We've talked about how how it's been just interesting and everyone's been trying to focus on the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And and personally, we've had a lot of huge wins this year and causes to celebrate. And I've been open with you before about that. It's been hard for me to celebrate those wins because there's a little bit of guilt there. And so this conversation with Brad Lominick, where he talks about the tension of guilt as it comes with optimism and why people have felt guilty trying to be optimistic about this year and what it looks like. And so 
this has caused me to go back and reflect to zoom out and look to next year and say, okay, let's identify the wins from this year so that it can help me ground my feet for taking next steps in next year. So guys, I really hope you enjoyed this amazing clip from this awesome conversation from episode 157 with Brad Lominick. I almost feel guilty, Alan, for feeling optimism. Okay. Tell me what I mean. Like, tell me more. Well, just, just that there is, there's, there's always opportunity in crisis that, you know, that, that, the, I think there's a story deeper that's happening here that is revival oriented. I think, I think, you know, I'm reminded by, I was reminded by Henry cloud recently um, on a, on a zoom call that, you know, if you look at the scriptures, the scriptures are packed with plagues and heartache and disease and, and, and things that we look at and go, Oh, wow. That was a long time ago. And, and, but yet still the story of God, the arc of the story of the scriptures is that God brings you through. And so I don't want to be, I don't want to be um, hopeful without, without evidence. Mm. And I think we've got the evidence as followers of Jesus. Like, you know, like how much am I supposed to put my stock in, in sort of the, the short term dealings right now. And I, and I, I'm not, I'm not discounting anyway. It's hard and it's, yep. it hurts and it's painful and there's loss. And, but at the same time, I just think that perhaps no, no year ever in the history of the world have we seen such response with churches. Just one example, if, if churches were really honest and we could, we could look at this year, 2020 and say more people have responded to the gospel than ever in the history of our lifetime because of sort of a two month window in March, April, and May where the online experience just exploded. And that's still true. I mean, we get, we get all shook up about like, we can't gather and what are we doing? You know, kid, are we, are we having Sunday? That's an important question, but (laughs) sometimes I think we're missing the point, Mm. you know, on, on sort of where we sit. So I'm, I'm in this tension I think yep. like a lot of leaders where I feel, I, f- I feel like I'm disoriented. I feel like I'm, I'm confused. I feel like it's hard. I feel like uh, I'm not even sure what the future holds, but then yeah. I'm also, I'm also like incredibly optimistic. And that's such a good clip to end with Jonathan, because we here on the podcast, we as a team of coaches, content creators at stay forth designs, people who believe that truly in order to reach more sustainable impact, we need to be healthy, right? Our roots need to be healthy in order to see healthy fruit down the line. We need to have joy. We need to have hope. We need to have an optimism for the future. And I don't want you to hear that this podcast or our team is a pity party to say, hey, just bring the negative here. We want to make sure that we're not blindly looking over the negative. It has been a hard year. Let's say that. But We are marching into the future. I've been so proud of our team this year. If I can just brag on our team, we've been generous. We've leaned in this year. We've we've told the truth. We've been honest. We haven't pretended like we sit on some high and mighty tower that wasn't affected by COVID. We lost a lot this year, and yet we feel a deep hope, not only by what God is doing in us, but what God is doing through us. We feel more passionate about our mission than ever before. I'm more passionate about this podcast than I ever have been because we have so many people downloading, listening, sharing. People reach out once in a while. We love when you reach out, by 
the way, just shoot us an email. If you have a thought, a question, a suggestion, somebody you'd like to bring on a book that you've read, a leader that you want to come on the podcast, just shoot us an email at hello at stayforth.com. That's hello at stayforth.com. We would love to learn from and with you. And as we close this again, Jonathan, grateful for all of your editing behind the scenes and, and all the things that you do. We want to remind you of a couple things. You can follow us on social media at Stay Forth Designs. Um, on Instagram, we do some new and creative things. On Facebook, we do some new and creative things. We've been doing a lot of long form videos over there on our Facebook page. We do some premieres of those, just some really good content that can bring you back uh, to some of these kind of conversations we're doing here. But Jonathan, as we zoom out, we're going to look ahead. We are not stuck in the past. We are heading toward 2021. Again, not as a rebound relationship, but 2021 uh, as the next moment we want to be present in. I want to zoom out and ask you the question you asked me last time. How do you hope you are different 12 months from today? Man, if I sit here and think about being in the same spot next year, um, my hope is that I have spent a year focusing on the right things and not all of the things um, that I lived into naming things and understanding that just because I don't do all the things that it's okay. Um, and that, that yields honesty and clarity and that that'll, that'll help me to continue growing not only at the end of next year and further beyond. Man, Jonathan love doing life and leadership with you. Uh, again, our whole team at Stay Fort Designs, we love you. We pray for you regularly. We know that you are in a battle. We also know that there are a lot of exciting things coming up for you this next year. If there's any way we can support you from prayer to coaching and walking alongside of you, whether it's 10 tools and 10 sessions, our subscription model of coaching, we want to help you clarify so that you can take your next right step. We want you to be tired of hearing this phrase that at Stay Forward Designs, we are crazy enough to believe you can live and lead for the long haul without losing your soul. And I would dare say you can continue to be healthier a year from today. That not only is 2021 not a rebound year, but it could be your best opportunity yet. We are so excited about what's ahead. You're going to hear more conversations coming up from some guests we cannot wait to share. So... Officially, I am signing off for 2020, the last Right Setup Leadership podcast of the year. We will catch you guys next year. Shine, shine, we ain't